Okay, so guys, Aiden's taking this week off and probably next week for some personal time. So me and Jonah will be taking over for this episode and we'll have a guest to fill in for him next week. So this is going to be a very, very short episode. Um, Obviously, Jonah being a Dolphins fan and me being a Texans fan, a lot of things to discuss that's happened this past weekend. I wanted to get something out since, you know, it kind of be kind of late next week. Um, so this will be just a short video so, to uh, discuss. So we'll start small and work our way up. So, Jonah, what are your thoughts on the Kiko trade? On the Kiko trade, I was expecting it. I, I thought we were going to release him a few weeks back, and then I found out that he requested a trade. And mm-hmm. so I was like, if we can get anything from him, that would be great, since I thought we were going to release him. Um, we traded him to the Saints for linebacker uh, Vince Beagle. Mm-hmm. who was drafted in the fourth round 2017 from Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, I don't know too much about him, but I do know that we drafted a linebacker out of Wisconsin this year, Van Ginkle. Um, so maybe some chemistry is there. I know he is really young. He is coincidentally wearing number 47, which is what Kiko wore. Hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see if he can bring something to the defense. So, and I also read somewhere that y'all were saving around fifteen million in cap for cutting or for trading him. Um, is there anyone you'd be potentially interested in going after that's a free agent now? Uh, this year, no. Um, I think that Flores and our GM are doing a good job of rebuilding this year. I, don't, I mean, it's sad from a fan point of view, but <laughs> next year we're supposed to have like one hundred forty million in cap. I mm-hmm. say we just wait till next offseason, sign a few big names, and save our cap for that. I don't think there's anyone really worthy this offseason, or like mm-hmm. right now, to spend it on. Okay, so I'll go now. So I'll start with the smallest transaction. Forgive me for not knowing this kid's name, but we traded for a cornerback on the Patriots. He's for a six-round pick. I mean, it adds depth to the position, so I'm excited for that. Um, obviously we've lost Kevin Johnson and Kareem Jackson this off season, but we did add Bradley Roby and Lonnie Johnson, who are both going to start this year. Um, from what I've seen, obviously we traded Johnson Batamosi to you guys. Batamosi is yep. really a special teams guy. He's recorded one interception in his career when he was with the Patriots. He's not really a corner. He's more of a special teams guy, but he's very good at special teams. One of the best special teams players in the league by far, but he doesn't give you much on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. I'm excited. He's a young kid. Maybe he'll develop into a nickel corner because we don't really have one at this point. Roby will play the nickel for a little bit. We don't really have one that'll play really well. So maybe he slides in there. I, I don't know. I mean, a six-round pick is kind of a lot for a kid you've never heard of, but maybe he develops. Yeah, so now, that is true. Let's look. So y'all also acquired Julian Davenport in the trade. So we'll start with a small asset. How do you <sighs> feel about him? I mean, I didn't know who he was, and then I messaged you about him, and you said he was the worst tackle uh, in the league. And then I saw that he gave up 12 sacks last year, the most pressures in the league, and the most penalties in the league. And he is scheduled to start on Sunday. (laughs) For a rookie quarterback, basically. Yeah, it's not looking good. Whoever is going to be quarterback this season is just going to get destroyed. I mean, so from my personal experience with Davenport, he's not – he's just not good. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say he's good or whatever. He was mm-hmm. terrible for us. Obviously, everyone on the offensive line was bad because we gave up an NFL record 62 sacks this year. Yeah. Um, and he accounted for 12 of those. He was really bad. I was worried with him starting at left tackle. 
Um, obviously, we'll get to that in a little bit, who's his replacement now. But, I mean, you should be happy with Johnson Batamosi because I think he's going to be a really good special teams player for you guys. Yeah. Um, I would not be happy with Julian Davenport. Don't expect him to be around for the full season. Um, he almost got cut around week eight last year. But, obviously, with the injury to uh, Chantrell Henderson, we didn't really have many options. Kendall Lamb mm-hmm. was really good for us, and now he's starting for the Cleveland Browns, which I didn't know we cut him last year at the end of the year, but we did. Um, so, I mean, I was – surprised that we were able to trade those guys away to give those yeah. guys up. Um, I mean, it just really didn't make sense. Like, why throw those guys in the deal at all? It really didn't make sense. But for you, be happy with Johnson Batamosi because he'll be a pretty good playmaker for you guys. Um, obviously, just not much from Julian Davenport. Yeah. And um, also, from the Texans, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure yesterday they signed Cornell Armstrong. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, um, a little bit, yes. I think it, I think I saw yeah. it. Cornell was on our team for the past few years or so. He's like a six-round draft pick. Um, mm-hmm. And he's kind of what I'm hearing about Batamosi. He, like when he was with the Dolphins, he never got any reps at corner or anything. Mm-hmm. But he was always good at special teams. So we, we released him as part of the, the cut down from a few days ago. And Texans mm-hmm. actually signed him to a two-year deal. Which I'm surprised we didn't throw him into the trade, but you know. Yeah, a lot of things with that trade didn't make sense. They just threw in players, I guess, for cap reasons. It, yeah. I mean, that's really the only reason. Um, Davenport's contract was kind of bad. I think it was it, it was a bad contract. Um, he was getting paid way too much for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, obviously, I'm glad Davenport's gone. So now we'll kind of <laughs> throw a little honor to uh, Aiden here with this next one. The Jets cut their third-round pick. <laughs> what sense does this make? What do you think of this? It's crazy. Leading into the draft from, like, January, because I'm a Gators mm-hmm. fan. I, I, yeah, obviously. I loved Polite. Like, he was so mm-hmm. good in college. I think it was, like, 11 or 12 sacks last year. And it was crazy. And then he mm-hmm. started to get issues during the combine. Some stories came in about him having bad interviews. And his stock was originally, like, mid-first-round pick. And then got mm-hmm. dropped down all the way to third round, and now he's cut. That's just crazy. He's a good talent. Um, he's on the Seahawks practice squad. I don't know if you saw that earlier yeah. today. He was signed to the Seahawks practice squad. It's bizarre, though, because it's not like it was one year and then done. He never even played for the Jets. Mm-hmm. He played three preseason games, three or four preseason games, and then was just cut. Like, they just cut him. And I know they got a new – I believe it was a new general manager in that time. Yeah. But – Still, like, why cut your third round pick? Third round, first through fourth round, you're kind of expecting to start first year. I mean, unless it's like a quarterback, you're kind of expecting those guys to start first year. So it's shocking to me that they just cut him, especially with the lack of depth they've had at linebacker. And um, when you look at the Jets draft record, as far as drafting linebackers, this is the second top three round linebacker that they've cut, like, within the first few years. Because remember they cut Darren or they traded Darren Lee, which I yeah. mean that was kind of a surprise when they did that. Um, he was pretty decent and he'll probably be pretty decent in Kansas City now. Um, but to cut a third round pick, I was kind of shocked because like you didn't really get to see much out of him, and he yeah. probably will do pretty well. Yeah, hopefully he can get like he doesn't put any. Um, what am I like? He doesn't try that much when mm-hmm. he plays. Uh, like I heard that from a few people during the Jets mm-hmm. preseason games, it just looked like he had no motor at all. Like, he was just playing, 
like nothing really mattered at that point. And I know Gase from history with Gase, he's not going to tolerate those kind of people. He's yeah, it's just, just bizarre though. Yeah, Third I don't. Round. I would have at least if you didn't want him, at least trade him. I bet one team would have given up like a fifth or something. Mm-hmm. Especially for a third round pick linebacker. I mean, yeah. that's kind of who hasn't even played a single regular season game. Because you look at both of our starting middle linebackers for the Texans, they're both second-round picks. So second and third round, you get a lot of diamonds in the rough of guys. Like yeah. Rob Gronkowski was a second-round pick. Um, there, there's a lot of talent in the second and third round that you don't get in the first round. So yeah. I, I was surprised by that. So now um, I'll move on to the next move. The Texans acquire um, Carlos Hyde for one of the most lopsided trades I've ever seen. I don't know if you probably don't follow the Texans very closely, no. but Martinez Rankin was our third-round pick last year. I have never seen a worse offensive lineman than this kid. This kid was a guard that was drafted as a center that was moved to tackle. I, I mean, he did nothing this past year. I remember the first time he came into the game, he came in after Chantrell Henderson broke his ankle on the first drive of the game. First thing he does is give up a strip sack. Next wow. drive. He allows a, uh, a tip to pass that becomes an interception against the Patriots. It was horrible. And it got even worse, so much so they pulled him. And before this, actually, we were going to release him. A third-round pick a year later, we were going to release him because of how bad he was. Now, fortunately, the Chiefs were willing to take him and gave us Carlos Hyde. I mean, this kid is electric. Carlos Hyde obviously is probably best known for his dates with the 49ers. But even mm-hmm. last year with the Browns at the beginning, he's so good. He has... A lot of agility. He's got good speed. He's going to be the starting running back this year, if anyone's confused about that. Carlos Hyde will start. Duke Johnson is the number two back. And obviously, number three, we don't know who that's going to be at this point. It could be anybody. But um, it's probably Hal at this point. Mm -hmm. But you do have that one-two punch now. I'm really, really excited to get Carlos Hyde here. Um, Because they do different things. Carlos Hyde's kind of an in-between-the-tackles runner that's really agile. You got Duke Johnson that's basically a wide receiver playing running back. So it's a really good combination. I think both of them are going to work really well. So what are your thoughts on the Carlos Hyde trade? Yeah, I think that was a good trade for the Texans. It they You're right. Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde will probably pair really well together. Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Mark Ingram Kamara role that we see in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Definitely. Um, also, but I am confused a little because I read like a week ago that the Chiefs were going to possibly release Carlos Hyde. So mm-hmm. I think the Texans just didn't want to take a chance of not getting him on the waivers mm-hmm. and just traded him, traded like what well, you said, a garbage offensive lineman for him. So I think that was a great job by the Texans getting rid of someone who you didn't want and just getting a new starting running back. Well, so basically from what I've heard, we released Rankin and then called him in 30 minutes later and said, actually you've been traded. <laughs> so it, it was so random because everyone had reported he had been released. Obviously, my plug is John McClain. He tweeted out they've released Martinez Rankin. And then everyone tweets 30 seconds later, hold on, hold on. Actually, he's been traded for Carlos Hyde. So it was a bizarre sequence of events. Um, Obviously, the Clowney trade, which that's the last time you'll ever hear me say his name ever. (laughs) Um, But obviously, that trade kind of started it. I've heard rumors that we're going after Melvin Gordon. I'm not sure what we give up to get him. Um, kind of gave up is, everything already. We, we kind of gave up everything already. <laughs> but I'll explain that in a second on why that's a good trade. So, I mean, I'm excited just by getting Carlos Hyde and everything. It's going to be a good offseason. 
Uh, we'll jump to you now. Is there any other transactions the Dolphins have made that you're excited about or were frustrated about besides the main one? Um, no, not really, except we did this morning release my favorite player, as I told you. Uh-huh. He I had like an 85 pro football focus rating last year, which is mm-hmm. one of the best in the league. He only has in his whole time playing one missed tackle. Mm-hmm. I just, and he was just amazing. I don't really know why we got rid of him. He was starting a lot last season, too. And he's 20, young, like low 20s. And mm-hmm. we just released him to pick up John Jenkins, a six-year defensive tackle. So it doesn't really make sense to replace this young defensive tackle with the veteran when well, we're you trying don't to have get much, used. You don't really have much depth either. I mean, you obviously lost Kendrick Norton, unfortunately, forever. Yeah. Um, that I was kind of – yeah, I saw that. I was kind of surprised. Y'all did release um, – <clears throat> oh, gosh, his name, TJ. Forget his last name. TJ McDonald. Oh, McDonald. Yeah. Um, y'all cut him, which I was kind of surprised about because he was starting caliber. Yeah. Um, still remains unsigned unless something happened where I was. Yeah, un- no, I haven't unaware. heard anything from it. Um, he ha- he's still unsigned, which is kind of surprising to me. So he'll probably be one of those guys that comes in around week four when someone gets injured. Yeah. Um, another move for me that really surprised me, the Texans cut brand body Calhoun yesterday, which I was really surprised about because he was a guy that. We signed – we were very high on – signed him in free agency. He was a cornerback for the yeah. Browns for a very long time. Um, I think probably four or five years. He was very – he was decent with them, and we just cut him. And, I mean, we don't really have a lot of depth at the corner position at this point. Um, there's not a lot of starting caliber guys. We cut him, obviously, probably for cap reasons because I, I don't know what's going on with the cap now. It's going to be bizarre to see what happens with the cap. Um but, I mean, it's interesting to see that we cut a guy that was a veteran that could have helped some of these young corners. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about – because I don't really know much about Body Calhoun. All I know is he's a good trade piece in Madden. If you need a, another <laughs> corner, just go, go and trade from the Browns because you can get him for cheap. But um, I, I knew him from Madden, and so when I saw we saw him, I was like, okay, cool, he's pretty decent because he has a 75 in Madden. And then we just cut him. So I, I'm not sure what's happening. Um, it, yeah. th- there was a lot of weird stuff this offseason, but – we're at the 15-minute mark, so we're going to keep try to keep this a little short. So now we'll move on to the big part of the episode. I'll move on. The Houston Texans trade number 90 to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for a third-round pick, Barkevius Mingo, and Jonathan Martin. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, that was just crazy. Going through mm-hmm. the past few weeks with talks of Clowney for Tunsil, or Clowney mm-hmm. in a first for Tunsil, and then you guys end up trading him for two like below average linebackers and a third round pick. I was just so confused. So from what I've heard, what happened, he did not want to play in Miami at no, all. No, like, he didn't. It, not at all. At all. And I mean, no offense, I get it. Like <laughs> either a Super Bowl contender or a team that's gonna be below average for at least the next year. So I, I got I get why he didn't want to go there. But it's very frustrating because I heard reports, obviously, we were getting Tunsil. Um, and then it came out that morning, it was reported that it was going to be Rashad Penny in a first-round pick, which I was excited about. I was happy. I heard rumors it was going to be Chris Carson in a fourth. I would have been happy with that. But then it comes out, and it says two defensive players. So my mind immediately goes to, which I sent you and Aiden the message, hopefully it's Shaquille Griffin because we needed a quarter. Yeah. I really like Shaquille Griffin. Mm-hmm. Nope, not Shaquille Griffin. This Martin kid has potential. He didn't start last year. He has a lot of flashes. I've watched his tape. He looks pretty good. He's not going to be what number 90 was here. 
I'm calling him no. number 90 now, by the way. Number 90. <laughs> snaked his way out of town, like number 76, offensive tackle. Pretty sure you'll figure out who that is. But he's just – he did the exact same thing. So, now we go to Parkevius Mingo. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, what, what the heck? Like, he won't even start. Why did you want him? Why did they want him? But I will tell you this, which is exactly what I told you all the day it happened. I don't think he'll be as good in Seattle as he was here. And here's why. Here you notice J.J. gets double and triple team pretty much every play, which leaves him one-on-one. Now he's the number one pass rusher. He's going to get those double and triples. Expect his sack numbers to drop this year. Yeah. Not greatly, but drop because he's not dealt. He hasn't dealt with the double and triple teams like J.J. has. J.J. is obviously the best defensive end that's ever played for us. He's the best player on our team currently. Um, I mean, it's not even close in my opinion. Um, but as long as we have J.J., we're going to be fine. The pass rush is going to be good. It's going to be effective. You lose – probably one of the best run stoppers in the NFL, but yeah. it, it, it's okay. It's okay. Cause I'm sure he'll do great in Seattle. I wish nothing but the best for him. I won't speak his name ever again. He's number 90 from now on, but I mean, I'm sad that he's gone, but at the same time, sometimes you just got to move on. Maybe that third round pick will end up being the next. I, I don't even know what's going to happen. He was kind of a bust here. If you think about it, because the next two guys ahead of him, that are notable were Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. Obviously, we know how both their careers turned out. Donald mm-hmm. going number 13. Mack, I believe, going number four, I think it was, or three, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I would have rather had both those two guys paired up with J.J., but J.J. just turned 30 a few months ago. He's still productive. He's still young. He's still going to be good for at least four or five more years, in my opinion, if he's healthy. Um, and, obviously, the other notable thing is with – Number 90 gone, almost said his name. With number 90 <laughs> gone, expect J.J. to get a monster contract this offseason. And I'm talking, he'll probably be the highest-paid defensive player in the league. And everyone's talking, oh, no, you, they'll probably let him go and get a, you know, tra- draft someone. We're not letting the best player in franchise history walk out of the door. That's like the Patriots letting Tom Brady leave. It's yeah. not going to happen. He's not walking out of the door. Um they won't – they'll pay him what he wants to be paid. I mean, they could – he could say he wants $200 million and they would probably say sure because <laughs> he's just that valuable to the team. Yep. Um, so that's for that trade. So now the last trade I'll bring up. I'll let you start since I know <sighs> you're upset about it. The Houston Texans send Julian Davenport, Johnson Batamosi, a 2020 first-round pick, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 first-round pick. For Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil, what are your thoughts? So right when I got this notification, I dropped everything I was doing and just got up <laughs> and just like I was like, no, this didn't just happen. You're kidding me. Because <laughs> right when Clowney got traded to the Seahawks, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. thank God. Tunsil's here to stay. We are not trading him. <laughs> I was all hype. I was talking at all Dolphins people like, okay, we were smart. We didn't trade Tunsil. We're all good. And then I get <laughs> this. And I see the first thing I get with the details. I see a huge package of pick. The first when I saw it, I was like, "It's better. It better not be one for Tunzel and Stills." So I was freaking mm-hmm. out a ton when I got that message because <laughs> I, it is. I was think I was saying to my friends in school, Tunzel for mm-hmm. three firsts, I wouldn't accept. I think he's one of the most valuable players in the NFL. Left tackle is wow. one of the most neat. Other than quarterback, left tackle is one of the most needs in the NFL. 
Definitely. And you girl up and coming best left tackle in the league. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what are your first rounders going to be? They're going to be in the 2025 20, range anyways. Yes. That, that was, and there's not yeah. too many players in that range that go out to Tunsil's caliber. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we do have a ton of picks. We got four first round picks in the next two years. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can grab four amazing players and start from there. Maybe in Minka, Drinker, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like we can be like the Browns in that way, or we can completely miss on all those picks and be stuck with Rosen behind a garbage O-line for the rest of, <laughs> for a few years. And I just, it's all up to our front office to make the right decisions for the draft to really tell if this is a good trade or not. What are your thoughts? Okay. So from this move, I mean, okay. So basically after the first trade happened, I was so sad. I just went on the couch and fell asleep. I mean, I was upset because he was one yeah. of my favorite players. So I wake up probably four or five hours later and my phone blows up and I'm like, well, what the heck is this? And I look and I see Stills and Tunsil are going to Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, there's, <laughs> there's no way we traded him. There's no way they would want anyone else. Yeah. So I look and I see picks and I'm like, so we kept every single player on the roster and just gave up picks. Obviously, it's going to be nice. Like I told you, I would have rather have had Parker, but I'll take Stills. I think with Hop on one side, Kenny Stills on the other, and Will Fuller in the slot as a guy that can just take the top off of the defense, that is deadly. That's Especially so with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really excited. Both of them are really young, too. Kenny Stills is only 27. Yep. Laramie Tunsil is 25. They're both young. Stills is a lot younger than I thought. I thought mm-hmm. Stills was in his 30s. Yeah. But – I mean, I'm excited for this. I'm scared of the two first-round picks because we are screwed forever if this doesn't work. But mind you, the last time we gave up two first-round picks was in the trade that landed us to Sean Watson. And like you said, the picks are going to be in the 20s. I believe with even without those two guys, we would have made the playoffs this year. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, you're – yeah, division. I think you're winning the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that puts us at least at pick number 20. Do you really think – at pick number 20, we would have been able to get someone with the same value as Laramie Tunsil or Kenny Stills. Not at it's all. It's not likely. It's the same thing with the Cowboys trading for Amari or the Browns trading for Odell. Mm-hmm. Their first-round picks, it doesn't matter who they or what they would have been picking at. Go get a guy that's proven, that's young, that'll be make plays for you, and you know he's good. It doesn't work every time, but most of the time it's going to work. And I think here, I mean, left tackle for us is the most important position we needed. So the offensive line, I'll just read it out real quick. At left tackle, we got Laramie Tunsil, left guard Titus Howard, center Nick Martin, right guard Zach Fulton, and right tackle, it's going to be uh, Max Sharping, the other rookie that we got Mm -hmm. in the second round. That's better than what it was last year. Last year was atrocious. It's better than what it was last year. And now that you've got someone to protect Deshaun's blind side, this could be a playoff, not even a playoff, a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, it is. Think about the defense. Think about the offense with everything they've got. And I've read reports that we're still going after Melvin Gordon if we get him. I mean, you guys were well compensated for what you got, but don't be expecting a high, two high picks because it's not going to happen. Even if Deshaun goes down, this team will still win about seven games, and that puts us in the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just – for y'all, I don't think that your franchise quarterback is on the roster right now. I've said this before. Y'all are still recovering from losing Dan Marino. You yeah. really haven't had a quarterback since Dan Marino left. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think 
trading away Tunsil and Stills tells me that they don't believe that their franchise quarterback is on the roster at this point. Because yes. why would you trade two franchise players if you think that you're going to win now? We are in win-now mode. Deshaun is 100% healthy now. Carlos Hyde, we made the trade because we lost Lamar Miller. We got Kenny Stills, another receiver for depth, because Kiki Cutie, from what it sounds like, he's going to be a guy that we're going to stash until the playoffs. He's not going to play during the regular season. Weird. I don't understand why, but that's how it's going to be. And Laramie Tunsil is the anchor at the offensive line. I love this move. Obviously, you hated it and you were very upset. <laughs> I know you were very upset. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it'll get better, I promise. And probably, who knows, maybe y'all get two of them. Maybe y'all – I would rather have Jalen Hurts after last night. But, <laughs> I mean, maybe y'all get someone good. Or maybe you wait another year and get Trevor Lawrence. You don't know. I, I think that's going to do it for this. I think we covered every trade. Is there anything yeah. you want to end it off with? No, I'm good. All right, guys. So this episode obviously was a little short. We'll be back with a special guest. Y'all find out who that is next episode. Uh, and then Aiden should be back after that. If not, we'll have another guest. So peace. See ya.